live from Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics with moderator Justin Russell. And it's time for the best political talk show you've never heard of. It is Backroom Politics, live from Studio A in Podcast Village. Joining me here in studio, as they usually do, to my left, ironically, he is the former Undersecretary for International Trade. He is the one we know as uh, Alan Moore. Alan, how you doing? I'm doing well, Justin. Thanks. And to my 11 o'clock, he is the former Biden political operative and now bar licensed attorney here in the District of Columbia, the great state of Maryland. He is Dan Lepner Esquire. Comrades. Hello, hello, Daniel. And directly across from me at my 12 o'clock, he is the retired one-star admiral from your United States Navy, Admiral Kim Carradine. Hey, Admiral. Afternoon. Uh, Rob, Rob, the engineer behind the glass, keeping us honest as always, somewhere out there in some godforsaken spot in upstate New York is Audrey Harrington, our, our producer. And we're going to go in-depth on the government shutdown. If you are listening to us live, this is day 25 of the government shutdown. If you're downloading us as a podcast, we are entering into week three, uh, or I'm sorry, week four of the government shutdown. We're almost at a full month here of partial government shutdown. Uh, There has been no movement whatsoever. Uh, There have been ceremonial kabuki dances. The president brought them cookies. How is that not movement? Well, the cookies, candy... Oatmeal raisin cookies designed to give you movement. Sorry. And, you know, we, we like to think that we are a serious political talk show. There's no fist bumping that joke. No, no, no. We're not doing poop jokes on backroom. Po- well, we just did. Okay. Uh, back to reality. The um, We now are in, working into a month of government shutdown. Uh, what's happened? Nothing. What What is happening is tragic. The... 40,000 members of the United States Coast Guard in the uniform military in the uniform side of the service and the civilian side of the service are not getting paid. They have not received a paycheck which they should have gotten today. Uh air traffic controllers remain on station continuing to safely fly aircraft throughout our national air transportation system. They did not receive a paycheck today. Transportation security screeners have not received a paycheck today. Customs officers at the ports of entry, border patrol officers at the border, uh, the people that this was supposed to support are not getting paid today. It has caused immense financial hardship on the individuals that are furloughed. I mean, we haven't even talked about the other ones, the Department of Commerce, EPA, uh, the Smithsonian, all the people that are not getting paychecks right now and are trying to figure out how they're going to survive. This is absolutely tragic. And what we've gotten basically, uh, Admiral Ken, I would call it ceremonial kabuki dancing between uh, the Hill and 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Is that accurate? Yeah, and it's it's sad because um, one, um, I think that it's easy to get caught up in the rhetoric. Uh, this is about the wall. This is about the Democrats not wanting to uh, to fund the wall because they think it's uh, it's a, a bad icon for America. 
Uh, but I, as I counseled a uh, a, a fellow col- a colleague uh, over the weekend, this is not about the five billion dollars because when you think about a national budget, that's budget dust. What this is about is 2020. What this is about is the fact that if Donald Trump Donald Trump thinks that if he folds on this, uh, his candidacy is not viable for the next presidential election, and there might be some truth to that. Uh, but it's not even it's not even about the wall, Ellen. It is now just it, it, the rhetoric has floated between wall slash steel barrier to barrier to now it's about border security. And nobody's been able to get the story straight out of the White House. what What is it? What is this about? The, 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 as I think Ken very accurately said, it's it's about uh, 2020 electoral politics. The, the president has tried sometimes to, to use the term border security. If he had any discipline and had an ability to explain, it would be a stronger case. But he uses the word wall as, as a shortcut for, for all of that. But then we have these images of cement or steel uh, fencing of, of, of one sort. And him saying they're going to be built, the wall is going to be built first out of this, then out of that, then out of everything. Big, then, concrete, beautiful wall were his yeah, words. Right. Yeah. And or I, steel flats. And he, and he, knows, uh, he knows about building walls, he says. Uh, this was all in the Mex- Mexico is going to pay for it. There, there's just a whole host of, of, of mixed messaging and signals. But, but the, the, the real problem occurred when the president, without any warning to his Republican allies or to the Congress just before Christmas, walked away from an arrangement that would have kicked the issue into Which, by the way, had the support year. of both— then Speaker Paul Ryan and Majority Leader at the time, Kevin McCarthy, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Well, and Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. The, yeah, he the, had the bill, deal. Right, the we bill had the deal. passed the Senate unanimously. And the deal was, it wasn't a capitulation. It was, we're going to kick this into next year. We're going to keep people on the job and keep paying them. We're not going to shut down the government. But come February 8th or whatever the date was that was in that original bill, we're still going to have crunch time. We're still going to not have a resolution. We're in that mode now. The difference is people aren't getting paid. So there's all this collateral damage to individuals, you know, a couple million, collateral damage to the economy. The government Um, does things that people like. But both both sides have— have dug in on something that I think both sides would be willing to compromise on. But the Democrats are saying, we are not going to reward a shutdown with a deal. And the Republicans are saying, our president chose this path um, to to get more wall, more border security, and, and, and we're with him. They're not yet prepared to go to... To that line is breaking. Apart from him. That well, line is starting to it, it, fracture it, 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 a little bit. It, 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 it's starting it to frax, fracture it, on both sides with a handful of people, right. but not let enough go, yet. Let me go to Dan. Dan Lipner. Yeah, so the the Republican Party has said this is where our president is stands, but more importantly, our insane base is also backing this president's nonsense policy, which is not clear, and I would challenge any of the Republicans' insane base. And uh, let me— be absolutely clear, I'm not talking about all Republicans. It is this not insignificant plurality of Republicans that 
back this president no matter what, no matter how ridiculous anything that comes out of his mouth. But, I've been on the record on the show a year ago when the deal was had when, that he walked away from, which means he, he, Democrats don't have an honest partner on this side. Arguably, Republicans don't have an honest partner on this side. When I said, listen, if it takes the, the wall, which I think is ridiculous, I would gladly trade DACA for the wall, knowing full well that the process of doing it would take 20 years. And by the way, I don't think there's anybody on the hill. I, I don't think there's anybody on the hill that would argue that. Docker for wall would work. The president backed away from it last year. He's backed away from everything. I mean, that, that's the problem is we don't, you know, going off this of- This great negotiator had a deal and then left it on the table. Now he's in a far worse bargaining position other than he thinks he can, demo- and, and that's he can the demagogue funny thing about- and demonize Nancy Pelosi. And that's the funny thing about this, though, Admiral Ken, is the longer this goes on, the polls that we're seeing is this is absolutely just suffocating. The Republican Party. You, I mean, we've talked about base plus zero for Donald Trump. If you go off of what we're seeing now, all those you know lunch pail Republicans that work for the government, that are farmers, that are uh, that are directly affected by either the furlough or by the trade sanctions, we're now getting into a possibility of a base negative for Donald Trump, and that's going to suffocate. Going into 2020 and, and Republican it, chances. And had it not been for that Oval Office meeting where he claimed ownership of the possible shutdown from Chuck Schumer, I'll take this from you, then I think this might be a different story. I think all of the efforts after that to rebrand this uh, shutdown as a Democratic shutdown would have been more successful. But he owns that. And every time, every time. Uh, he How long com- before he says he didn't say it? Yeah, I know. Every time he gets and ready to do that, every time he gets, he basically tries to rebrand it. One of the news agencies, up to and including Fox at this point, right. which is really notable, up to and including Fox at this point, with the exception of Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity well, well, Sean, you know, Sean's got the same thing that Whitaker's got going on. He likes, okay. it, you know. Any rate, so um, they they replay <laughs> they replay that tape, and it's going to be really really hard to get this from around his neck. And what I think a lot of people, I, I think, are, are missing, or and more people are starting to understand this, that this shutdown is not Washington, D.C.-centric. This shutdown reaches almost every corner of this country. Right. People's neighbors out there in the flyover states are negatively impacted by what's going on with Department this. of Agriculture and funding it, for people buying right. a absolutely. house. And, and here's the funny thing about this is, today— there was I forget who the lead economist. There was a leading academic and economist from uh, I think from Columbia, but was saying that this shutdown could actually affect GDP. Oh, that this absolutely. could this has gone on longer. Eight hundred thousand people not getting a paycheck. Absolutely. Well, oh, no, on top of twice no, no, that number, but it's no, no, that's that number the economic multiplier, of course. Right. Yeah. No, they're they're guessing that it's about one tenth of one percent GDP every which two, is not every, insignificant every two weeks. So, so you're suddenly looking at at and you know that who knows what path we're on here. Half a percent GDP. That's billions and billions of dollars. It, it is a massive amount of of it, massive hit. Uh, on on GDP and a lot of this stuff you don't recover. Um, it it's it, it, the president made his choice here in a haphazard gut instinct. Listen to the complaints of Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter, who didn't I think understand the original deal, 
which people were resigned to but accepting of. I'm not quite Let's certain keep... Limbaugh and Coulter spent a whole lot of time going on to the nuance of those kind of deals. Well, so <laughs> all, all they wanted to do was say, Mr. President, you know, you're 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 walking away again, you're caving, you look weak, your base is gonna hate you and we hate you if you do this. And then he thought, Oh my god, I can't do this. So suddenly Without any warning, without any conversation with his allies on the Hill, he just pivoted and left them kind of saying, uh, now what? Um, a lot of different ideas have been floated. Um, you guys may remember last week I had my proposal, which Lindsey Graham floated about three days ago. And what, declared a national emergency? No, 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 no. He, so, so no, We'll talk about that going no, forward. What, Hold on. What, what, what he did was he said— Fund, fund government for another couple of weeks, set a date, keep national emergency declaration on the table and alive. Let's get people back to work, serious, seriously negotiate for a couple of weeks, see if we can get a deal. And if we can't, then I'll support you declaring a national emergency. And, and the president said, no. The pre- right. the the president said in a meeting. So there was a there was a there was a meeting in the Situation Room just uh, a week ago, yeah. and Mulvaney was there, and there were reports that came out after the fact. At one point, you got you got senior leadership of of Senate and House, and 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 Mick Mulvaney, who's who's not a complete idiot here, and it came from the House. He's acting chief. the acting chief of staff, head of OMB, says. So come on folks what can we split the difference here you know we we want 5.6 you guys have offered pi of 5.3 can we split the difference and the president jumps in profanely and says yeah. shut up Mick you have effed F this, this up, up. Right. um that's not what we're doing yeah. And Mulvaney is but the question like, is what are we doing? Whoa. Well, no, 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 but that that that's the concern is that you have a president that has literally floated way out into right field that nobody, including his inner circle, the people who are supposed to be in the know, don't know. I mean, the silence no, of Mitch McConnell is somewhat telling. I mean, uh, to his credit, and while I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan, he gets to What's he going to say? No, no, but but he is the the Senate Majority Leader. He has been noticeably silent, and to his credit, he doesn't want to get in trouble with the Trump base because he has elections to 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 run and win. Nor does he want to get on the There's wrong side of Re- anything else. There's not so, a Senate Republican that is going to open their mouth about this right now because if they don't do anything, because this president will screw them. If they say something and they go on record that counteracts the messaging coming out of 1600 Pennsylvania, they're going to get a tweet storm All and the, a base. Every shot Republican kill. saw the president's news conference after his successful off-year election where he managed to pick up a couple seats in the Senate but lose a whole bunch of seats every place else, including governorships, seats in the House, and a few senators as well. Every Republican watched that news conference where the president didn't go after Democrats, went after his fellow Republicans yeah. that steered away from him. He, he, Do you if, think if anyone that, wants to stand next to this guy anymore? Alan Moore. Yeah, I I want to acknowledge a little historical moment here where Dan passed on the opportunity to 
vomit out Democrat talking points, trashing <laughs> trashing Mitch McConnell for not doing what the Democrats want him to do, but for, in, in, in effect, doing what a Senate leader has to do, which is try to keep his folks together. Believe me, if there were a big movement— Political shrewdness and leadership are different things. Well, right. This is politically shrewd. He's fine. not showing himself as a leader well, right now. Well, no, so, I would argue so, that. Okay, I would so maybe that. I have maybe I got to withdraw my, yeah, my compliment yeah, because— so much. Because sometimes political because, shrewdness is the is the game play of the day. That's well, the wait, 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 it just it, 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 McConnell. It, people say he's absent. He's not absent. It, he's he's I, present behind the scenes. But there's no reason for him to get out and 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 try to push something his his people don't want. He is in but, touch but, every single okay. solitary day with his with his whole caucus and he's got people and right now there's about 3 people in the caucus who would like to go to take a different path. So it's not time to push a different path. There's more than that. There's got to be more than three. There's more than three. Well, I, know, I know of the three the three majors. Fine. You fine. Have, we can once, argue. The, once the farm so, checks stop going yeah. out, there's going to be a whole oh, lot I'm more. Saying, oh, yeah. Look, so so this is Adam one of those things. Patiently waiting. This is one of those on. things where, where, where you – you listen to your caucus. They talk. They talk amongst themselves. They talk with him, and he—he's he, a very good read on where they are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. And, I, I mean, and, Admiral and Ken's been they, patiently waiting to get his comment in on this. Admiral Ken. So, the question remains: Is how long are people like McConnell and uh, McCarthy going to wait uh, while the president drives the party completely off the cliff? Um, I'm a big believer in that, that whole leadership thing. You, you don't you don't become noteworthy as a leader when things are going great. You become noteworthy as a leader when things are not going great at all, and you step up. So I think, to Dan's point, McConnell is showing political shrewdness, but he's not showing any real leadership. The fact of the matter is that the, the what would you like him to do? That's I, my question. I would like for him. To, I would like for him. What I would like for him to do is to come up with a bill. Um, that uh, and work with work with the um, uh, the Democrats. In he did. Let, he, not answering. Not since the, not since the turnover. Um, in the house. Let, let answering the question. I asked him a question. Let him finish. Easy responding. text. <laughs> let him finish. Uh, I want him to work with um, the 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 Democratic members of the Senate to come up with the bill that basically starts funding the government and realize that this wall thing is 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 is. is is BS. It's not going to go. It's not going to happen. And as long as the president, as long as the president pushes this, uh, and there are not the votes in the Senate to overcome a presidential veto, I think that we will basically be sitting here a month from now but, waiting for this to. But to Admiral, pass. Admiral Ken, I, I, one would argue that they've done that. They've done that. They have. They the Senate has not taken up the bill. They took. They they were the ones who passed a bill before Christmas, where they had been told by the White House that they had a deal. Then part two, different Congress. Part, but, but, you can't say before Christmas. Yeah, a different Congress. It's a different Congress now. Uh, but but part even two, then, But part two of that is to vote on a bill that that, that will that will override a presidential veto and get government back 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 in the, to to uh, work. No, I, I that would be political suicide. Why? Why? I, because the second the second. That comes up. Every Republican in that chamber is going to be scared the bejesus out of them of being the subject of a Donald Trump 
tweet storm. It's going to happen which, anyway. Well, it's just a matter of doing it now or doing it later. It's going to happen anyway. You've seen this president over the last two years. To Dan's point, when 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 they lost the, the midterms, he basically danced on the graves of Republicans, not Democrats. He danced on their graves. It's just a matter of time. And if you can't figure out what the guy wants, you know what? Then do what's good for the country. This That's is, why they're there. They're not there to serve the president. I mean, they're Alan to serve Moore, the wait, country. Alan Moore, he brings a good he brings up a good point. I mean, we basically have an entire Congress of Republicans that are kowtowing to thirty percent base of Trump, not looking at the greater sensibility of it all. So. At some point, at some other point, we could have an interesting conversation here on the subject of leadership. Leadership in the executive branch, leadership in the military, leadership in the in the legislative branch. And I think there's a misunderstanding, in my judgment, of what a congressional leader does versus a leader in a true hierarchical executive type organization. They serve at the pleasure of their membership. Now... If McConnell were to bring up one of these House bills and get 51 votes for it, there'd, there'd, there'd be all the Democrats and a few more. and a few Republicans. We don't know what he'd get because we don't know what the dynamic inside the Republican Party is. So what let's Republican let's, center part of the country. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. We know he won't get 60. Let's suppose, and we know, truly know, and he won't get 67, which is what you need to override a veto. So let's say he gets 55. Take 60. I don't care. Pick a number. It won't be 67. Um, And he forces the president to veto. They come back, and and the House won't get two-thirds. The Senate won't get two-thirds. And everybody can say, well, they showed leadership. Meanwhile, all hell will break loose. What, what I think that, that, that McConnell is waiting for is for enough disruption to occur out in the land. Pick airports as an example where yesterday or the day before it was a three-hour wait in Atlanta to get, to get, through, donors the, go to, work. To get through the TSA lines. And right. you get people – screaming about uh, the all of this inconvenience because we don't seem to care enough about the one and a half million or so people who don't get paychecks. Or Coast Guard people say, you know, I can't work now because I, I don't have money. I got to go. They're being ordered. They're, they don't have that option. No, the I'm Coast Guard doesn't fair, have that fair, option. Fair enough. Or eventually but, the but, people who don't get food stamps. But, it, but it, the, the point is this, this tsunami – of reaction is sort of growing. What I would see is a McConnell hearing from his own folks, it's time to override a presidential veto. And then they go to the president and say, Mr. President, our folks are going to override your veto. You need to change your position. Having said that, <laughs> Having said that, you know, I don't give the Democrats a free pass either. They're feeling the same kind of pressure. They're passing bills. They're passing bills that they know won't go anywhere. They're, if, if, if the Democrats wanted to be serious, I don't 
believe me, I have great sympathy for the position they're in. The last thing you want to reward is the kind of behavior that this the political has, t- temper tantrum that's has, being thrown has, at the White House. Taken, having, having said that, the Democrats could say we are prepared to to agree to a two and right. a half billion dollar enhanced border security package today. Any takers, Admiral Ken? Then Dan Lipner. I, I will. I will submit that there there are different types of leadership, uh, military, uh, legislative, uh, corporate, so forth and so on. But what I would also say too is that everybody listening to the show should should go out to their 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 reference source of choice, be it Wikipedia, Encyclopedia Britannica, Britannica Online, whatever, and look up the oath of office for the presidency, look up the oath of office for a congressional representative, and look up the oath of office for a senator, and look up the oath of office for a military person. There is one line, there is one line that basically runs uh, common to them all. You're not there for the president. You're there for the Constitution and the people. And the problem that we've got right now is that the Republicans and just in, in, in this particular situation, because we've seen it on the other side with the Democrats, too, everybody's worried about their political butts versus doing what's right for the country. But, and, and having a million and a half people out of work for almost a month to where it's going to be a negative impact to the GDP, let alone uh, worrying about feeding people who have food stamps. It's just I mean, BS. I mean, let's, let's, it's BS. Here's, what, here's the irony that, that for some reason, the White House and Republican leadership don't get, or at least if they do get it, they're not acting on it. Right now, there are Coast Guard members at sea on board Coast Guard vessels in the Pacific and the Atlantic worldwide putting their lives in danger every day, and they have to worry about, is my family going to have enough money to eat? Is my family going to have electricity when by the time I get home? That is tragic. Border Patrol agents, many of them who live on the border, who live check to check, this president says, "Oh, all the people, all the people in the federal government. I've he heard from them. them. They, un- I understand them. They understand me. I empathize. And oh, by the way, they support me. Bullcrap. That is garbage. Because I'll tell you what, the border patrol. The bottom line here is, you've got the border patrol. You've got CBP officers. You've got the Coast Guard. You've got TSA. The people who are literally on the front lines of protecting the damn border." are the ones not getting paid, and they're the ones getting hurt the most, which kills me. That is the lunacy of Donald Trump, and he I, I honestly believe that he really thinks that these people are backing him up and saying, yep, we're with you, we'll, well starve. If you'll remember, I'm sorry, Dan, if you'll remember, uh, right before... Right, right before the shutdown went into effect, though, Justin, there were members of the, um, I want to say the lobbying group that uh, supports, uh, I think, the, the Border Patrol. The Border Patrol Union. It was all those four or five guys yeah, that were cut from a mold Trump. that basically stood behind Trump and said, yeah, yeah, we're with him. And you know what? I, I, I know what you're going to say. Do you know what they had at that point? Do you know what they had gotten at that point? A special authorization, they literally had to go to DHS into slush funds to make payroll. You know what they had when they made that announcement? A paycheck. Do you know what they don't have today? 
a paycheck. But you know what, though? The point that I'm making, that I'm going to make here is that as, as long as organizations like those basically allow themselves to get used by the president, because that's exactly what happened. Oh, here. it was horrible. To get, to the get Border used Patrol by the Union? And those guys should be. Those I would guys, bust that up Those tomorrow. guys should be, should be, be taken out and, and given, given a you know, Marine Corps blanket party. I don't know. Actually, I don't so, know. So there's actually, a, that actually brings up another interesting point that we all need to be paying attention to. The Trump administration has already said out loud that they're talking about beyond just the emergency declaration said out loud about repurposing other funds and other agencies. This actually has a serious constitutional question since as anyone who's ever worked on the Hill knows one phrase and one phrase absolutely clearly. Congress has the power of the The purse. purse. It is a moral absolute under the Constitution. In addition to that, your statement about the number of people living paycheck to paycheck, that is not an insignificant percentage of not just the Coast Guard, but people in the federal government and people in America. The president casually holding back paychecks, even though they might be getting this money, is a thing. Hold that thought. Rob, the engineer, is going to kill me (laughs) because I told him we're going to go farther five minutes. But actually, let's go ahead and take a break because I want to continue this in-depth discussion here on Backroom Politics. I know, Rob, thank you for being kind. I'll I'll go get you a beer at the break. Uh, This is... The best political talk show you've never heard of this backroom politics beer. from Podcast Village. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Bye bye. And I was downhearted, just being friends would never do. And now we're reacquainted, and all the stars seem fresh painted. And here's what I long to say to you Hello. What a tale you'd find If I could, I would Be bound forever And I'd never sever me from you You won't believe it's true But I've been missing you I dream of kissing you Let's give it one more chance One more slow dance Washington, D.C. This is Backroom Politics 
with moderator Justin Russell. And we're back. Guys, live show, guys. Anytime you guys. Yeah, we're back. This is Backroom Politics from Studio A in Podcast Village in Upper Georgetown, Washington, D.C. We're going to continue our in-depth Alan uh, was discussion. just showing us his I Love Trump across his chest tattoo. I've, okay. I was shocked he got that. Yeah, but, uh, a lot of us are shocked by that. I'm, that so, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that. I'm surprised that you are looking at his tattoo. But that's okay. Know what mine is? Uh, no, I don't. I don't care. Anyway, the uh, I'm tempted to say he just wanted to see my chest, but that would be so crude and weird that you, I just you know can't what, guys? You, you know what? Really, trying to be credible, just a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, guys. Killing me. Uh, speaking of credibility, we're still more credible than the White House. We, that is true. That is true. And speaking of the White House, we are going to continue our discussion on the uh, the government shutdown. Uh, it is. Uh, going into the third week or the fourth week, uh, it'll almost be a month by the time you're downloading this on your podcast app, and we still have no resolution in sight. Uh, Kabuki dance continues, but here's the thing. So, number one, uh, we were talking about the essential personnel and how essential personnel are remaining on duty. The Coast Guard is not getting paid as of today. TSA flight security agents are not being uh, paid today. Customs officers at the ports of entry are not being paid today. Border Patrol not being paid. Uh, a litany of other the farm president subsidy is calling checks. back people at the IRS and calling them essential personnel. Right. That right. is a challenging argument. Well, here's the funny thing is, so today a federal judge here in Washington, D.C., today being uh, Tuesday, January 14th, for those of you who are downloading this on the podcast, but a federal judge in Washington, D.C. denied a request by the NATCA, the National Air Traffic Controllers Association, and another couple of public service unions. They denied the request of the unions to force the government to pay workers who are continuing on the job during the shutdown. The judge, uh, the judge in the case, Judge Richard Leon, said that basically this is political, not judicial. His quote in his ruling was, quote, it is hard not to empathize. And he continued there regarding the federal workers. They're not the ones at fault. I don't doubt that there's a real hardship felt here. He continued to say that the shutdown is, quote, unquote, a political problem and the judiciary cannot get involved. That is a really, uh, that's a really eye-opening ruling by uh, Judge Leon here. Uh, you're the resident lawyer here. What is that telling us? I mean, the judiciary is going to be say, hey, go write your congressman. Um, I haven't read the opinion, but uh, as a broader statement, I'm not certain it's true. So, Why is that? Well, it depends on how you define essential personnel, and this is where you have to get into the realm of where presidents matter and executive authority matters and where those lines are drawn by either legislatively or by the Constitution. Um, so forcing people to work without pay, we did have pesky little issues with that in American history, and we have an amendment that speaks directly to that point, that being the 13th Amendment. Um, the... I mean, and I say that seriously. Uh, so the idea that while some essential personnel things that keep us safe 
are absolutely required, and there's a f- and you can definitely defend it with without having to grimace along while saying it. Saying it's essential for people to have to uh, do business travel. Saying it's essential that people need to get their their IRS refund. Um, that's a, a question about uh, you know life and limb, people's personal safety, financial safety. While true, essential personnel. You can start drawing some drawing some. Let me, ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this, hold on. Let me ask you this question. Is the safe separation of aircraft in the air as part of our air transportation system, is that essential? That is essential. The question is whether or not it's essential that those aircraft are airborne. No, no I'm saying, it does, does is the aircraft in the air essential to U.S. national security, national economy? The once they are in the air, yes. There's an argument that any any passenger airplane that would require mm-hmm. FAA oversight and thereby the air traffic controllers. There's you shut that. You shut that. Hang on, hang on. No, but it's a serious question. Like how you define hold this? On, hold on, hold on, hold on. You guys are going down the I think the wrong path here. Yes, they're essential and they're working. They're not getting paid. That's what this lawsuit was about. The lawsuit right. said you can't say we're essential. Make and then us not work pay us. And not pay us. That's what wh- I think the judge made, the from, right. from my read, the correct decision. He can't just create money out of whole cloth. Right. That's where that's the Congress a comes in. That, that's, so I agree with Alan. They can, they can, and Dan makes a very good point about this game of who's essential, which, which makes something of a mockery of that. Uh, that distinction, but that wasn't what the lawsuit was about. No, no. It was, can 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 we get can we get these people paid? Answer: No, there's so no there, pot there, of money. Yeah, no, that and that's absolutely true. A, a court may not simply pay out of the federal pockets. As the aforementioned statement, Congress has the power of the purse. That said, Congress cannot make you work without pay. There is a line there. And there is a real problem. Good There's going to be a brain drain on top of that but, from but the federal here's, government. Here's the People thing, saying, I don't want to put up with this. But, but here's the thing. You know, you know what we're going to see is this is where Donald Trump has overplayed his hand using the government shutdown as his ace in the hole. We're going to start seeing, for example, uh, John Thune, Republican from South Dakota, got seven bipartisan co-sponsors, including... Uh, not including at least three Democrats, three other Republicans, on Senate Bill 21, which is the Pay Our Coast Guard Act, which basically says, because right now you cannot have a government shutdown and not pay the military. That is illegal. The military will always be paid regardless as a matter of national security. As long as Congress actually appropriates the money. No, no. If you look at the rule, if you look at the law... There, there is non-discretionary spending in the in in the, in the budget that demands that the military will always be paid, whether or not there is an appropriation. They will always be paid That's as a matter of DOD's at work right now. R- right. I, I, I am looking hesitantly at at, at Alan to challenge uh, as, do, as do, for You guys can try to challenge me on that so, one. No, I've been uh, following uh, DOD's this. at work right now. Dan. Right. I, I, I will make this. I will make this observation. There's there's nothing at all funny about any of this stuff. No, no, absolutely. No, we're not. It's, we're not making no, it funny. No, well, no, no, no. From what I'm about to say, but I hope it gets done soon, so we don't have to have another week of hearing about the Coast Guard. 
Ooh. No, 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 no. It's not just the Coast Guard. But what, what, the reason I'm bringing this up is, that, you know, there are there are bills that are going to run through with bipartisan support that will give parity to the Coast Guard. That's number one. And by the way, I'm not the one bringing up the Coast Guard. Every major media outlet is. Oh yeah, I, I was only up. talking about backroom politics. Oh, okay, then that's fair. Uh, you look at what, what's going to happen is all these essential personnel. If you don't think that there's going to be a pay our air traffic controllers bill, or a pay our border patrol bill, or pay our fairly custom, all those things TSA, have already passed the house. And guess what? When they do, that's going to basically say, "Well, the government shutdown is a useless tool now." Congratulations, Mr. President. You've basically taken your ace in the hole. And and just chat on it, pretty much. Right, Alan Moore. So, so what's the end game here, right? It, 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 it the most likely end game is that the president will surprise us still again, and come up with some notion. Okay, how about let's do this? Something that people have suggested, and he's rejected. But then he says, "No, I never rejected that. Let's do that." Like, like the the Lindsey Graham. Let's let's fund everything for another few weeks and come back and have this. Fight. Last question. So, so why would the why would the Democrats do it? Well, why? No, no, no. They they. <laughs> that's what they have wanted too. They've they they've tried to kick the can down the road. I don't think that would be an objection. They would they would look ridiculous at that point. The president, we all think he looks ridiculous again and again and again and again. But but what he doesn't need. Is is the enormous amount of disruption that's going on out in the land, the unfairness, the, the newspapers and evening news filled with stories. If he's looking for a little something, even though most people blame the president and Republicans, 70 percent of Americans support, blame support, the, support, the, de- the president support for enhanced, increased border security is up 10, 10 points. It's up to like 52 percent. Defined differently, that's that part of the debate has actually shifted a little bit during all of this. I'm just mentioning it, but but the other thing I I wouldn't be surprised is if at some point a bunch of people say, "Mr. President, your decisions have disrupted our family life. We're going to start disrupting." Your family life. We're going to show up at Ivanka and Jared's neighborhood. We're going to show up at Barron's school. We're going to do some civil and, uh, disobedience things to give you a, a taste. And then and have and, 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 and your by letters the way, can be directed to Alan Moore. Yeah, that that's right. Alan that would be Moore. Alan Moore. <laughs> or you can send it to you can send the emails to info at backroompolitics.org. Let me say it's not a recommendation. From Alan <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Let's it's be clear. Observation. No, no, no. But where wait, I think we're on. headed here. Hold on, hold on. The funny thing about that is, Alan, what you're suggesting is, and oh, by the way, I, I I have failed my friends in the Secret Service. They, too, are not getting paid. So if you're going to show up at Baron Trump's school or you're going to show up at Ivanka's fashion show, guess what? Or, you know what? If you're going to show up at Tiffany's nightclub outing, I don't know. If you're going to do that, <laughs> if you're going to do that, the Secret Service aren't getting paid. And... You're you're going to have interaction with some yeah, really I, ticked off. Yeah, I'm not going to disparage agents. the Secret Service. Those no, guys do their job. And they no. do their jobs well. I don't disparage but, any of these people, but, essential or unessential. But it's living with this kind of uncertainty that is so wrong. And right, so and this is where, where the facts absolutely matter when when we talk about all this. The president, at the height of his congressional power in Washington, having the speakership in Republican hands and having Republicans also running the Senate, 
could not somehow manage to get a deal done throwing pennies at a handful of Democrats to get them to support the bill that they essentially had a deal on. The president walked away from that. Why on earth? Earth. But why spend the political would, capital? Why spend the political capital? The president spending the pol- no, political no, capital? No, no, no. Anybody on the Hill, why would you get rid of that political capital to appease... Heidi, great- Heidi Heidkamp, former senator. Claire McCaskill, former senator. Um, I'm sure there are others that could... Bill Nelson, former senator. Do you not think that these folks would have bargained to say that they knew they had tough... A, a tough reelect coming up and, you know, maybe a bargain for the president would increase their odds. Absolutely. That was their height of the political power. Now Republicans are looking at a at pretty much the exact same framework the Democrats were looking at this next time around. There are more Republicans in vulnerable seats that are going to be up for reelection. And they got to defend this lunatic with his crazy demands that he could have had a year ago. Admiral Ken. So. I go back to where we were at the beginning of this. Um, This is about 2020. This is about the president looking down the barrel of the political rifle and thinking, if I blink, I'm done. And the fact of the matter is, uh, I think there's some substance to that. Uh, Rush Limbaugh and Coulter, Sean Hannity, um, you know, these apparently are the three advisors to whom the president listens the most. And, uh, And quite frankly... Uh, I think he's probably calling them on a nightly basis to say, okay, guys, you got me into this mess. Help get me out. And I think uh, they've, uh, they've got the phones on ignore because I haven't heard anything come out of their, uh, out of their, their respective spaces to, to talk about how to fix this other than give the president what he wants. And we know that is not going to happen. That is true. I, by the way, uh, uh, from our Twitter feed, uh, J.S. Crociata tweets, Alan Moore should be getting battle pay for this episode. <laughs> the thing about it is, uh, to that comment, Alan Moore is not essential personnel, therefore <laughs> not getting paid. Do I, am I going to get back pay, though? Yeah, that would yeah, be good fine luck, with me. Good luck with that. File, file with your labor union. We'll see how that goes for you. Um, the, the thing about it is, what... Alan, you actually asked a very valid question because we're getting into absolute ludicrous, ludicrous time frames here. A month of a partial government shutdown just does not make sense. What is the possible end game for this? What is the possible end game to making this go away without... Well, I think somebody's going to get hurt. The question is, who gets hurt? Is it Senate Republicans? Is it Trump? Is it Democrats? Alan Moore, what's the end game? So, you know, I talk about a a sudden surprise from this president. He kind of uh, likes those surprises, and he just abandons what he's been saying and comes up with something uh, different that's that's more accommodating um, than before. There's a small chance that that a, a group of Democrats will say there there is too much harm out in the land, and we have a moral duty to swallow our opposition to this nonsense and idiocy and we're going to we're we're going to propose something that 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 could happen there could be republicans who finally get an, a, a fed up to sufficient numbers that they say we're going to go down this path 
and we're going to override the president's veto and show that the votes are there. Well, they, they try and fail or show the votes are there and then the president will have a miraculous um, epiphany and will uh, he'll say, oh, here's my new plan. Um, it, I don't. You know, I don't think that a month from now we're going to be having the same conversation Can, simply because the disruptions are mounting. It grows. It's a, sl- it's a, can the, it's wait a, a minute, slow Alan, ro- rolling tsunami. Can the president really play the short attention span of the electorate card that much without it biting him in the rear end? Well, I, you know, who knows? That, I mean, that's basically what you're calling for. Yeah, this for. isn't short attention span. This is no. hitting people in the pocket. And yeah. let's, it's also not the, the least amongst us that are getting hurt. There's actual commerce being disrupted because of this. So, oh, oh, yeah. You know, what I think could happen after all this is is the, the, Lin, the, the Lindsey Graham notion, short-term funding, maybe long-term for most agencies, not for Homeland, I think that if that what the Democrats absolutely refuse to reward is a shutdown. They don't want to tell this president, oh, my gosh, now and forevermore, if you really want something from us, shut us down. Um, so for don't try to don't 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 ask me what the difference is if they have a short term or spending bill on most things. Get everybody back to work and then have a two-week time frame. Um, it, it's a little bit the same effect. At least that's how the president would see it. But both sides would be able to argue. And then come together and, and agree on a number, agree on what the spending rules are, how much is wall, how much could be wall. Maybe you have a special <laughs> – these things work so well – a gang of something, a special committee to decide how to spend this extra $2.5 billion, how much can be on – on 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 repairing fencing, new fencing, et cetera. Yet the irony here: we've got two thousand miles of southern border, we've got six hundred and fifty miles of fencing, and we've got a proposal on the table that would add about another three hundred and fifty miles. And most people it's, enter illegally from the northern border. It, well, no, no, actually, actually, the people who cross wait, borders wait, are overstays of the largest. Overstays of the largest, and those come through the port. You know what's funny so, though? I, I got to say this: we've got this asylee problem, which which is coloring. Everything and 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 we're not prepared for it. No, no, but, but that's the heart of the human. No, no, but he, here's here's, uh, here's the funny thing. They I, didn't I, ask for seventy five new judges. Why wasn't seven hundred and fifty judges? I don't quite know. Well, hold on. Hold on. But, the, uh, the, the funny thing I want to point out is, did did, did you guys see Trump's appearance at the border last week in Texas? Oh, where one where, where one of the present, presenters said the wall doesn't work. Yeah, and on top of that, the. <laughs> That was you know, a gutsy move, that, by the, the way. Oh yeah, by the way, he, he's 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 now been he's now walking a border in like Tucson sector as we speak. But what was funny is if you look at the presentation, Profile and courage. yeah, if you look at the presentation, the president's there and he's talking about all the guns and all the drugs that we get. And, the, you know, it's coming in across the border and the fence line will stop it. Everything come through port of entry. Yeah. They literally went, and by the way, these guns, eh, we got those at the port of entry. These drugs, eh, we got them at the port of entry. This cash, eh, we got them at the port of entry. Oh, and by the way, uh, these people that we found inside a box truck coming through the port of entry. Uh, it was it was great because now what it does, it says, you know what, the, that points out a very good point. The president, The president's ignorance on border security is epic because if anybody, anybody, 
knew anybody that knows anything about border security would tell you we have such a bad is the barrier part of a global border issue yes would i shut down the government for it absolutely not because anybody that knows border security will tell you that number one the ports of entry infrastructure needs improvement and that's where a majority of the bus happen on the southern border number two the Coast Guard busts more drugs. I thought you could get you. But a majority of the drugs that are found are found at ports of entry. The the, the Washington Post uh, a few weeks ago actually did a brief little survey of Republicans whose districts are either Mexican border districts or border district adjacent. So right up against uh, where the theoretical southern border problem is. And through their research, they discovered not a one of them supports a wall because all of them said it doesn't work. None of them are against actually making sure that the border security is properly funded. Everyone's in favor of that. But all of them said the wall is essentially dumb and a waste of money. Well, yeah, but it's all about nuance here, too, right? We've got 650 miles of walls and fences. And the question is... What next? What in addition? How it's, much addition? How much repaired fencing, enhanced fencing, or new fencing should occur? There are right. So, so, so there is there is a number. There is some amount. But how much? That this would, is, but I think I, I think you're right. You're you're uh, right as far I'm, as the definitions. But the definitions also of why are people concerned about this when the numbers suggest it isn't a problem? Way, and this is the highbrow portion but, of this that it that I'm I'm loath to actually give too much credit to it, but the numbers just suggest it's true. It's just the base that hates the brown people that are coming. It is that simple for a core percentage of the Dan, Trump base. Dan, Dan, here's and a, that, here's the problem. No is, matter how big the wall is, those folks will not be satiated with their demands. Right, but here's the problem with this. is, is basically Donald Trump has gone P.T. Barnum on this wall thing. He, this literal sucker born every minute, he is oversimplified. He thinks it's just, I'm going to put the National Guard, I'm going to put the Army and the Corps of Engineers, and I'm going to put them on the border, and we're going to just drill out a wall across the southern border. Can't do that. Because, number one, I mean, you want to talk about something that's going to create an international incident. Nobody's reported on the fact that there is a international commission on the Rio Grande River that has jurisdictional authority, and it's half Mexican and half U.S., that have the jurisdiction over the lands around the Rio Grande River. So unless they want to put a wall a half mile into Texas... You really think anyone in the Republican in the Trump base is thinking about international no, commissions? But They're the no, black no. helicopter said that against the kilometer sign means the United States is ceding sovereignty to Europe. But it's the it's the it's the it is the short attention span of it's, the Trump it's base. It's not just a short attention span. But it's span. not. But it's the, not going to happen. There is an element of racism involved with it. Let me. Be I wouldn't clear. go that far. It ah. is absolutely part of it. The. But the other elements, and this is where the the fight might end up going, is once you start realizing, and this is why Democrats consistently end up on the upside of these things, the 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 woman who years ago asked President Obama, keep the government's hands off my Medicare, 
Lo and behold, these government shutdowns, when they occur and people are receiving things from the government, the, the realization that those people in Washington do something and the federal government actually does a handful of things that affect my life directly, that education affects them and hits them right in the pocketbook, and the that fence, is not quickly how forgotten. How does the fence, here's my question, I challenge anybody to come to us and say how the fence directly affects them. They can't. They can't. It's the people who think the brown people who moved into their neighborhood think it directly affects them. And these are the same they, people that don't want to pay. And these are the same people that don't want to pay fifteen dollars for a bag of oranges or a pint of strawberries. Well, it, it, you know, it 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 is also people who are start out with prejudice and low information, and then they hear a president who talks about the the drug dealers, uh, thieves, and there. rapists who are flooding in. Who are you going to believe, the Washington Post or New York Times, those leftist fake news rags? Or every statistic, um, every take that says every immigrant is far less likely to make it, right. to commit any crimes than actual U.S. citizens. <laughs> Certainly less likely. Uh, yeah, um, I go with Far, that. I don't know. But anyway... Um, they're humans, and they're and they're. I'm not saying the, the, the number is zero, yeah, but no, 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 it, it's definitely less. Um, but but uh, they listen to their president, and he says things that are consistent with their preconceived notions and their prejudices, and they say, I'm, I'm, "Sign me up with the president." He, we've got we. I've got I've got literally Rob the engineer knocking on the window to get our attention to shut us down. We're actually, I didn't I didn't realize we were that close. But uh, what do we got? How many we got, Rob? You got a couple of minutes left if you'd like to finish things up here. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to close it up. Actually, can we patch in the uh, lovely guest in the cage with you? Wow. Mr. Guest, can you state your first name, Mr. Guest? Christina. Hi, Christina. Hi. So for those who don't know, this is, this is Christina. This is Dan Lipner's better half. I guess we could call her that. Yes. Because we refer to you as her worse half. Uh, Christina, first I, I of all, I like to think of it as his better two thirds. Yeah. Uh, oh, good one. That's right. Oh, which uh, Christina, congratulations on everything. All the good news to you and Dan. Thank you. We just want to say welcome to the Backroom Politics family. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. You don't want to be on air right now, do you? Nope. Okay, there we go. Thanks, Christina, for joining us. That was awesome. You can give the, you can give the headsets back to Rob. <laughs> uh, anyway, but congratulations, Dan. I Thank think you. You and Christina are wonderful people. We love you very much, and we wish you a million years of success and happy family. So with that, we'll, we'll end on a happy note because there's always good news somewhere, according to Stephanie Rule, who we love. Anyway, uh, this has been the best political talk show you've never heard of, live from, or live-ish, depending on how you listen to us, from Podcast Village Studio A, Dan Lipner, Alan Moore, uh, Rob the Engineer behind the glass. Thanks, Rob, as always, keeping us honest. Audrey Howerton, our producer at an undisclosed location somewhere in upstate New York. I owe you a phone call, madam. And you can follow us on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Backroom Politics Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Backroom Politic. You can email your fan mail, Justin, at BackroomPolitics.org, or just go to our website, BackroomPolitics.org. We will see you soon, America. Have a great one.